comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Erwick is gone, the canisters are gone, we've got nothing here. Damn it! Hello, you are now in a secure channel and ready to listen to 24, the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast. This is a podcast focused on the Fox television series 24 and its new upcoming mini-season, Live Another Day, almost just a week away. It's getting there. I am mail clerk Aaron Newworth, writer for Why So Blue and host of the film podcast Out Now with Aaron and Abe. And with me, also from Why So Blue and the Naptown Nerd, special agent Brandon Peters. Hello. Not joining us tonight, unfortunately. It would have been senior director Maxwell Haddad. Uh, this episode tonight is uh, going to recap... The uh, what is it going to recap, Brandon? What are we talking about this? Week? Well, tonight our episode will be recapping the television movie uh, Twenty Four Redemption and the final two seasons. Well, what were the final two seasons? Uh, season seven and season eight of Twenty Four, which is in this whole kind of section of the pod of this Twenty Four timeline is the Jack not in L.A. timeline, right? Yes, because they decided to go. To freshen the show up with some new surroundings. Yeah, which I think was a a valiant effort for sure. We'll get to our thoughts on these three different... It's weird because it's a movie now. So the the movie and these two seasons, we'll get to our thoughts on those. Um, but real quick, let's see. Our, I mean, we're, we, uh, we're still doing the show. Still here. Uh, our newest episode was, is, was released the day of this recording. Um, still not a separate iTunes feed yet for the show. It's still got to go through the, if you want to listen to this show on iTunes, you still have to go through the master feed on HHW LOD's master feed. Hopefully we'll have that, uh, like a whole separate feed before the, uh, actual season live another day begins. Um, but with that said, we're happy to still be doing this. I'm very excited to talk about all this. I'm very excited to keep the show going in general because we're getting very close. I, got, I passed by a billboard the other day, Brandon, of 20 of Jack Bauer. I passed by two, actually, on my same drive because I was near Fox Studio, so it made sense. But it was just Jack and Chloe, and Jack's, like, shooting the gun like he's in all the trailers. I was like, yeah, I want to see this now. That was my thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. It is. Jack's back. Hashtag. Jack is back. <laughs> yeah, I, I know um, the first episode, people liked it quite a bit. The second episode, people are still checking out, and I'm, you know, hearing things different places some people that might want to be on the show with us and talk about 24 because they're you know 24 fans but yeah bees uh we'll get to we'll mention this again at the end but you know feel free to leave us your thoughts on the show and on 24 in general we have our email and our twitter and our facebook all of those are jc adventure cast and just apply that so at gmail at jc adventure cast on twitter and facebook.com slash jc adventure cast all of that let's uh, move on let's get let's just get into things here so um let's let's start let's start with the natural place um after season six uh, what happened? What happened? What happened at the end of season six? Jack once again was like, "What do I do?" He's, you know, he's contemplating suicide, right? That's where he kind of left we, off. We really had no idea where he was going. Was he contemplating suicide? Was he just, you know, what was going? He's standing at a cliff with a gun, and we got a silent clock, and it brought closure to the four, five, and six kind of story arc. But you know, we also it left us in the dark as to where this was going. And then the show really didn't quite know where it was going either, because at that point, um, the writer, uh, the writer strike played a part in how redemption came to be and whatnot. There was a, 
I believe there was a plan to, I don't know if there was always a plan to make a movie out of things, but there was a lot of season seven written. I think we talked about this in the last episode. It was, too. Uh, it was a bunch of it shot too. And yeah. They, and they, they decided to retool and because they, well, it was a, a dual thing of them wanting to retool some stuff. Plus with the writer strike happening, they would not have been able to give in the, being able to give in, give the fans uh, the, uninterrupted run of episodes. It's funny how the writer strike's going to play a role in kind of cinematic and television history, given mm-hmm. how certain sh- how certain things happen because the ripple effect that it caused, where you have 24 having to take a giant break because of both that and obviously this, the writers having, you know, their own issues. But then you have shows like, uh, way off topic, but like Pushing Daisies and like Chuck. Um, like Chuck was the one that kind of benefit, not benefit, but like somehow survived essentially. Well, where... There was a stat, wasn't Chuck and the Big Bang Theory were the only writer strike shows to like survive mm-hmm. past two seasons. Yeah, and, most uh, of them like Life was cut short. Was uh, short. There's some good shows too, but they yeah, were lot, hampered yeah. by this thing that took place, oh, yeah. and uh, and it obviously affected some movies as well. I think. One of the most notable is Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, which yep. just had nothing to work with at that point. So, so regardless of how great a second Transformers movie could have been, it was hampered by the fact that there was no legal way for them to retool a script or have more time to really dig into why that movie's terrible. Quantum of Solace was another writer strike yeah. film. Mm-hmm. There was, I mean, there's there's plenty of it, and you're you're starting to see films kind of come back to not being. A couple of years ago, you started seeing them come back to be a little bit more complete pieces. And something, something that kind of that did work in its favor was that, and this is something I noticed as a video gamer, is that writers went to video games and they were they were heavily involved in writing the stories for video games. And it was a time when, not that video games beforehand were poorly written, but there seemed to be more emphasis on story and character in a lot of kind of major video games that were coming out around that time and afterwards. Now, like it kind of it kind of enhanced the quality of the writing in said games and not just for other things that make video games fun to play, which is something I noticed as a person that play, that plays lots of video games and especially enjoys ones that are decently written, uh, which includes things like Bioshock and Last of Us, but I don't need to get into that. Uh, but it, it's just it's weird how the writer's strike had a, a large effect on Hollywood beyond just the initial goal of writers need more money and more power and whatnot, which I, I'm... I'm, I'm generalizing what that strike was about, but I mean, it it, it had an effect. It played a it played a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it probably cost a, a entire season of 24 because we would have had season seven, eight, and probably nine would have mm-hmm. been. But it, 24 decided, you know, we're not gonna, you know, our fans are now used to getting everything. You know, back to back to back, take a year off, refresh, retool, and you know, it, it, it probably benefited from that. So yeah. Um, so where does okay? So where does redemption? Where does the movie Redemption start? Um, it, it well it, at the time of Redemption. Um, I guess it's since, maybe, since Redemption leads right into season seven, correct? So yeah, it, it leads. It's it's just um, like is it six months before? Season seven, I believe, and maybe well because we'll get to season seven. But season seven, according to Wikipedia, season seven takes forty six months after season six. So given give or take a few months, it's still like like nearly four years between Redemption and season six. That's where we're at. Where yeah, where Jack has been. Jack's in Africa. Like that's yeah. He's he's kind of like it's it kind of feels like an action hero movie sequel type setup storyline where he's 
helping some uh, school with a guy named Benton, played by Robert, Robert Carlyle, Carlyle, who they had been trying for years to get on 24. Which makes sense, and I love Robert Carlyle, so yeah. it's like, yeah, all right. So they finally got him on here, and he's helping him. In the fictional country kids. of Sangala. Sangala, with these kids building a school. And in this country, they are kidnapping up young young boys and forcing them into their little militia. And there's led like, by the know, Candyman. Have, led by the Candyman, Tony, Tony Todd. Todd. Yes, my my friend Tony Todd. Um, and they, Tony Todd uh, was like he's like nine foot five, right? I think he's that tall. He's pretty five. Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's uh, <laughs> I'm six two, and he's much 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 taller than me. But uh, he uh, th- these kids are like forced to kill each other to prove their worth and stuff. And meanwhile, also uh, Jack is subpoenaed for uh, Back to America, but because of his torturing. Al- Ally McBeal's Gil Bellows comes along. And, uh, <laughs> let's, and we'll get to what happened because the, the thing involving him asking Jack to do, or not at, but like threatening Jack to, you know, whatever, trying to get Jack to come back to serve his, to, to, for his court appearance, that's going to come back later in this movie and it does something that just makes me very happy. But we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. But yeah, so Jack's, they're trying to get Jack back, right, to the U.S. They're trying to get back, Jack back to the U.S. and he decides that, you know, he, and... They also say that America is going to stop like funding this guy's school if they continue to harbor Jack Bauer with him. So Jack decides to leave, and on his way out, he sees Juma's uh, Juma's men, you know, coming close to the, dangerously close to the school. So he goes back to warn warn them, and they come under fire from the militia group. And it's all about uh, the chase and the escape to get to like an American helicopter to escape for freedom. And uh, basically the movie is one big you know, chase. Later on, Robert Carlyle ends up stepping on a landmine, uh, sacrifice. He says, you know, Jack's better prepared to protect the kids and stuff and, you know, waits till all the Juma's men get near and sacrifices himself with the landmine as Jack takes the kids to safety. But... America can representatives won't let the kids on the helicopters because unless Jack turns himself over with the subpoena. Yeah, which is my favorite scene in this movie, or at least the one that I remember the most. I mean, Robert Carlyle dying on a landmine is pretty epic too. Um, but um, when Jack when Jack goes and finds um uh, Frank Trammell, that's his name, the embassy guy, Gil Bellows, when he finds him like later on in the movie. The, the I was watching this with my friend Scooter, and we had this boat. We both kind of looked at each other once Jack gets to travel, and it's like he's about to like ask him. And we looked at, him, we said, "Well, well, well, who <laughs> needs our help now?" And that's got to become a running joke for us for, for that kind of situation whenever that occurs, because it's, <laughs> it's such that's, a. It's perfect. That's exactly how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so now you got to do something for me. <laughs> so. But uh, so this uh, this movie it sets up a lot of things for season seven, which makes sense given that it's a tie-in movie and fits within the universe in the same way that I don't know X Files movie worked in yeah, between we, those seasons. We hadn't even mentioned the uh, new Cherry, Cherry Jones as President Taylor's introduced, and so is uh, John, John Voight. Yes, John Voight as the evil. Uh, what's his name? Jonas. Jonas. Yes. Jonas Hodges. Jonas Hodges, um, and uh, like a friend of. President Taylor's son discovers the um, that there are people in the the White House within the White House funding General Juma overseas, and he's well, he's like told to get rid of all the evidence of that, but he decides uh, for the better of the country and contacts 
uh, President Taylor's uh, son about it, but he's killed before he's able to uh, to give the information. They steal it from him off the hard drive, and they put him in a trough and fill it with concrete. Yes, I remember that, and that's pretty like, oh, that's not good. But, um, yeah, we do get introduced to President Allison Taylor. Do you like uh, Jerry Jones as the uh, president? I do. I agree. <laughs> she's she's good. She um, would later in season seven win an Emmy for her performances. Yeah, which is something that I agree with. Uh, we'll get to yeah. thoughts on season seven in just a bit here, but I do enjoy what um, Jerry Jones. I like the cast. I like the kind of the the actors they haven't. I mean, it helps that it's twenty four and they tend to get you know good people to be in the parts. Uh, but yeah, Jerry Jones. I liked uh, Colm Fiore as her husband, and uh, I think by Bob Gunton of uh, who I know best as a. Uh, the warden in Shawshank Redemption. He's there as Secretary of Defense and as a, also stick in the mud, and he's effective in that role. Uh, it has a it has a it has a stolid and I mean Tony Todd, <laughs> the Candyman himself, yeah, is the villain exactly. for like at least half the season. So, uh, but yeah, the movie. I like the movie. I um, it was a nice. Pr- it was it helps that it was a kind of like the return of Twenty Four because it was like a long time since it. It was basically like a year past and more because Twenty Four would normally premiere in January. But this movie came out in November of 2008, which I assume would follow like the what the May finale back in 2006 for season six. Is that right? Yeah. Or no, it was 2007. 2000. Yeah, see that. Okay, I'm. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, I'm, my timeline was weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Redemption was the only uh, was the the 24's representation in 2008. 2008. That's the yeah, that's a better way to say it. And so, I mean, it was a long time. That's what I'm trying to get at it. And it was like, oh, where's my 24? And it came back. And it was like, oh, it happens to also be quite good. Like, it, it certainly fills the kind of requirements for a mini 24 kind of power hour. This is in, case, in this case, two hours, but in real time, um, or at least within the show. Um, but, you know, you have Jack. He's back. He's, I think Keeper Sullivan's doing a fine job as a guy that's trying to redeem himself, hence the title. But, you know, he's, he's, had, he's had some time to deal with things. And yes, it would be great to think. Oh, now he's in a better place. But of course, he gets dragged back into the action. But it still feels fresh, and it helps that you know, obviously, a location change makes a big difference in that sense. There's no CTU to deal with this time around. It's just kind of Jack on a on a chase mission for you know a good ninety minutes or so, however long it was. Well, I think it's quite an achievement for how good it was too. Because I mean, it just seems I don't know. It, it, my my expectations were kind of low for it. I mean, might have been a little bit of season six's hangover mm-hmm. on me, but just like a TV, you know, cheap little TV movie kind of could seem like it could have been forced and stuff, but it's actually a pretty good little thriller. Yeah, and I think it's also the it's the best way to handle a twenty four movie. Like I, I for I think the best way it would do it is something like this, where it's kind of a mm-hmm. a TV movie that builds into a season, as opposed to doing some separate movie, which they've been planning to do before this Live Another Day thing happened. I don't think that ever. Yeah, really exactly. Worked. It feels like a part of the twenty four family perfectly. Yes. Like yeah. and like if they did a movie, the aesthetic would change. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't look and feel the same. It'd have the same characters, but it feels sort of like awkward. Yeah. In a sense, I'm not saying it would be bad. I'm just saying it just wouldn't, you know, it'd feel so much different with it, you know, start, you know, when you put it to that yeah, format than on TV. So with that said, let's move on to season seven. Um, season seven, of course, premiered January 2009. And this is the season where Jack Bauer is in the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And he's going on trial for torture. Torture of who? Just past just tortures. Just like, just all those tortures. 
<laughs> yep, just all his tortures are now, you know, yeah, you saved the world, but look what you did to do it. And, uh, but they have to stop the trial because Tony Alameda is heading up some terrorist organizations. Yes, this is the season that introduces Ghost Tony. <laughs> like Ghost to Tony. Yes. Ghost Tony. Where Tony Almeida, thought to be dead, has returned. And, um, what, I remember, I remember, didn't we know, we knew about this before the season started, correct? Yes, it was in the advertisements. That, yeah. And there was just no, there's like, why? Why did this happen? But, uh, and of course the season reveals why. Doesn't even I reveal mean, why, actually. It's, it's kind of hazy, I think, on how he survived. <laughs> Tony was a huge fan favorite, and it kind of went out like a punk in season five, because mm-hmm. you know he, he didn't die at the beginning, and he sat around in a coma for like eight or nine episodes, and he wakes up and he just gets you know smothered or injected. He gets, he gets injected, injected yeah. and somehow he was kept alive by Peter Weller, and some well some or yeah some underground organization picked him up and recruited him mm-hmm. um but uh so J- our first four hours is pretty much jack hunting down tony yeah and he eventually does and then we and guess what he's not bad he's undercover he's with re- bill buchanan and chloe chloe O'Brien. With he's CTU a, Underground. Yeah, he's working in this kind of punk rock version of CTU. <laughs> and Bill Buchanan is rocking like a goatee, his hair's all frazzled. Exactly, the punk rock version of CTU. Yes. That's, what they're, yeah. that's what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And so, yeah, Jack's like, he breaks Tony out of the FBI, and they're like teaming up with Bill and Chloe, and they have to do stuff, right? They gotta, what they gotta, they gotta find something, a missile or a bomb or something, I didn't, what I just assume. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, to, they're trying to get to the bottom of who's under this White House. Because uh, one of Juma's men is in the area, and he's uh, planning on, uh, I think, planning a bomb or something somewhere. And uh, there's rumor of Juma's going to attack. Yeah, this all leads to an eventual hijacking of the White House. Of the White House, yeah. The bre- uh, breaking into the White House. Yeah, they beat... Uh, Olympus has fallen in White House down to the punch by having this happen, and with a female person. Yes. So, they really, they really, they really spiced it up in 24, way before, a, a decade ago, not a decade ago, six, seven, six, six years ago? Doing quick math. Uh, <laughs> five years ago. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool, I, I like this White House, um, attack because it's a way, like, this season, for the most part, we can say season seven very much scales back. From yes. where they went in four, five, and six, very they, much they so. scale it very much back to more of a season three or season two mold, and it's it's refreshing to see it go back to like just you know some gunfights and and things like that, and and to take things to another level to escalate this White House attack is pretty cool. They'd never done that before. I completely agree because I think season seven was a very solid season. I think I probably I don't know if I put it in top three. Probably probably my number four or five fifth favorite season. But it's uh, not it's it's not hanging out with the best, but I mean it's 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 right under them. It's a solid representation of what twenty four has to offer, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely. It's I mean it, it got back to some basics. It was it was fun again. Um it wasn't like the greatest. There's a lot of stuff that had been done before in the season, but And I think it, it does get silly towards the end in terms of what it involves Jack with, but Yeah. Yeah. But I mean it it scales it back. Um you get Tony Todd slapping the president of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, we do have some significant things that happen 
during this White House jacking, such as Bill Buchanan dying. Yes, sacrificing himself. Because Jack wants to sacrifice himself, but oh no. Bill Buchanan gets He takes matter. He, he pulls a he pulls a, uh, a mason and uh, lets that happen to himself. Which reminds me, <laughs> almost forgot about this, that this reminds me. Um, I was at WonderCon this past weekend. Here's a giant segue. Um, I was at WonderCon this, this past weekend, and I had a chance to talk with Xander Berkeley. He is the voice in a new DC animated film, Son of Batman. Um, but myself and others were in a roundtable discussion with him about that film, but there was some talk about his role in 24. So I'm just going to stop here and say here's a clip from that interview that features Xander Berkeley talking about his role as George Mason in 24. Uh, Xander, I'll never forget your stint on 24 as Mason, how you went out in a blaze of glory on that show. Was that was that a satisfying moment for you getting to work on that show and how he, how he went out, or would you have wanted to have done more with that character back then? Uh, it was interesting. Joel uh, had, uh, you know, written the character as a, as a guest star in the pilot, and uh, the fact that... Uh, I met my wife on the show and, and uh, was happy to be written into more episodes. Um, and worked out because he enjoyed writing for the character and, and what I brought to it. And uh, and I was doing other things that year as well. And, and then he offered a serious regular role, and I was I was always scared of being committed. I was always scared of commitment. And I, I love doing movies, and so I was a little cagey about committing to a series. And he uh, he said, "Well, what about if um, what if we agree to kill you?" <laughs> I said, that sounds exciting. He said, "Because here's the idea that we were going to pitch to you. Because we knew you don't want to, you know, come a series regular for one season. We get you inhaling airborne plutonium in the first episode or two, and you have 24 hours to live." And I just they didn't know when it was going to result, and in my demise, it was just inevitable. And then they were getting very tired of the of the bomb storyline, so it was sort of two birds, one stone. It happened a little bit sooner, but I couldn't have asked for a better way to execute. All right, so that should have been the clip from Sander Berkeley himself. It was really cool to hear him talk about Twenty Four. I was actually I was I, was, I wanted it's pretty I, awesome. It was I wanted to ask that question myself, and I was but I, I didn't get a chance because it was beating me to the punch. But at the same time, it's like yes, this is perfect for this show that we're doing. <laughs> like, it, it was it was yeah, it was pretty much. What we were discussing in the last episode, exactly what we were discussing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there you go. There's a little sclusy for you guys, listeners of the Jack and Chloe Adventure cast right there. Um, but yeah, moving on. Much like George Mason, Bill Buchanan does commit suicide. Uh, but let's also talk about what else is going on with Punk Rock CTU. Chloe's around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and since he, you know, is part of the namesake of our show, um, she is married and with, chi- and has a child at this point in the, uh, the series. Yes. Uh, she she has a she's she's married. Uh, what's his name? Um, Morris. Morris. Morris O'Brien. Morris O'Brien, uh, former traitor, and uh, <laughs> and uh, but does no, she still she's still you know involved as always and su- su- supporting Bill more than Jack for the <laughs> at the beginning of things, but she does get back into Jack's side, which leads her to also interacting with uh, people at the FBI. Namely, one Janine Garofalo, who was a season regular in this season of 24, as Janice Gold. Who's mainly there as a, you know, that that typical red herring uh, of a mole, basically, but also a just a, a Chloe versus Washington Chloe. 
Yeah, and you know? I, that's a good way to put it. it kind of a for, basically serves as a red herring because you look at Janine Garofalo and it's like, well, that's Janine Garofalo. Why is she on 24? And that's what exactly what I thought the entire time she was on 24. It never amounted to anything beyond the fact that she's just like, oh, she's kind of like Chloe but different and not telling Janine Garofalo jokes. She had no sense of humor actually at all yes. in this season of 24, which again made me curious why Janine Garofalo was the one. Uh, I'm going to say her whole name always because there's a lot of syllables and I like it. Uh, it made me wonder why she was on this season, but whatever, she did her part. We also, we also in the FBI, we have Renee. Yes. Who is the person who gets Jack out of the, the courts to go after Tony, and she, she throughout the season, is witnessing this torture and the, the benefits that come with it. She, she realizes that sometimes she has to play dirty. That's kind of the, the take yeah. of it. That, uh... She's also involved with a guy named like Larry Moss, at CTU, who's like married, and he's kind of, you know, watches over her and isn't sure if her taking what she's seeing with Jack might be getting to her a little too much, or she might be taking too much from it. And he's also kind of a red herring. Yeah, he gets killed, I believe too. But he, yeah, he has a shocking moment where Tony kills him mm-hmm. to prove to kind of prove worth. Because there's, you know, Tony is a bad guy, then a good guy, and then a bad guy. Yeah, and Tony's all, all over the kids. place in this, in this season of 24. Basically, Tony's out for himself in this season. That's pretty much what it all comes down to. He's using everybody for his own personal benefit to get to the man who made the order on killing his wife. Yeah, Tony, along with just being in the season and be like, hey, Tony, he also serves as kind of a... a a 24 mythology connection as he's one of the only besides Chloe and Bill Buchanan, of course, he's one of the only kind of characters that really links back to the earlier seasons of 24. and has direct impact on this plot based on things that happened in previous seasons. And I mean, <laughs> it's the kind of thing that if I'm, ar- if I'm already accepting Tony's alive, so I guess I have to go along with the fact that he's alive with purpose. So like it's, hard to deny the effectiveness of his storyline in regards to him as a character. But at the same time, it is a little silly that every, it's like back and forth, back and forth from Tony throughout the season leading up to like a final like do or die moment for Tony. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, which he just ends up getting arrested. Yeah. And because Jack like shoots him in the shoulder to stop him killing some guy. Yeah, he wants he, he wants to kill the guy that killed Michelle, but Jack won't let him. And I believe Renee we're led to believe is going to torture the heck out of him for information because Renee's she knows knows it'll walk on the wild side. Yes. Uh, that's it. I do like Renee Walker. I like that character quite a bit, but yeah. Annie Wershing, I thought she was very effective in this season and next season, which we'll get to where she will get to that. Um, but <laughs> I, I like her. I like that. She's kind of a, because she's an agent. So she provides that same kind of thing that Audrey did, but in a more proactive way, because she's, she's helping Jack along. Yes. Um, We'll get to where that goes again in season eight, but I liked I liked her character in this season. Um, yeah, and um, there's also a, a secret military group yeah, introduced, like, like Black Water or something like that, or... something like that. Yeah, it's the thing up... that uh, John Voight's in charge of, correct? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Which... It is Blackwater. <laughs> it's Blackwater. Oh, no, and... no, no, it's called Starkwood. It's similar. Starkwood. It's okay. similar to Blackwater. Yeah. yeah, and there's a guy. He was financing the rebels in Sangala. Okay, and there's like a guy like. Uh, framing Jack for some murders and stuff too, as a part of them. That's what leads. Yeah, that and that's is that the guy that, jo- that Tony's after? No, there's, there's like some goon that they hired. Oh, so going out okay. killing people and it's looking like Jack did it. 
Okay, yeah, because and I know Jack- that because I know the main guy that Tony's after is played by Will Patton. There's a lot of people in this season. So. Yes, yeah, there is. There's quite a bit, and then this is they officially want this to be the like end cap to seasons five and six. It seems like that, yeah, because of the involvement of that it, other conspiracy and whatnot. Yeah, it doesn't start out tied into it, but it ends up being tied into like just okay, this is the end of all that. Which, you know, we felt like we already had before, but, you know, as a surprise, here here it comes again. It's like, yeah, and it's the kind of things that make it kind of silly. I mean, for if, as far as having another contained season 24, it, it does, again, I mean, it works for, for doing that, for being, it works for being 24 as 24. It, it only, it works okay with being a 24 season tied into the rest of the series, I would say, I guess. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, Kurtwood Smith's here too. I forgot. He's yes. the um, he's is he the senator that's like prosecuting Jack at the beginning? Correct, and uh, ends how... up dropping it all. He like gets involved, like he gets kidnapped. He's in the home. White House, isn't he? Or, no, uh, I thought he got. You know, he got kidnapped from his home. Oh yeah, by, okay. No, I yeah, think I the guy remember. that's no, setting yeah. up Jack for, that's framing Jack for all the murders, and Jack sure, ends yes, up yeah. re- rescuing him, and he's like, "Well, I guess you're not so bad, Jack." Aaron Pierce is also involved in this season. Aaron Pierce is. He has. Is he still with President Logan's wife, ex-wife? He is, I believe. I don't think it's. Yeah. Br- I don't think it's brought up. She's not in the season. She's but... not in the season at all, no. But uh, he's. Uh, is he security for like? I think he's security for one for not President Taylor, but like one of the other, um, either her husband or someone yeah, else uh, or the daughter um, maybe. Yeah, the daughter because she like President Taylor's got you know like her daughter. Is doing some is up to no good as well as her husband. Like she ends up having to choose her country over her family, pretty much, which winds her daughter and her husband in yeah. jail. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot that goes on in this season. You know what? Okay, I'm reading the um, I'm reading the, the 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 wiki on Aaron Pierce, and it looks like he uh, there's an implication that he's not he's no longer with Gene Smart's care with uh, okay with Mrs. with former Mrs. Logan because she's crazy town probably. Did we even talk about how she sliced his neck last episode? No, we didn't. Um, okay. Who, who who sliced who with Charles? Uh, Logan? Yeah, she she cut Charles Logan. She slit his throat. Yeah, we didn't quite get there during but... sweeps in this forced attempt to bring them back in season six. Which is that is, yeah, I remember that completely. Yeah, because he was like a special guest star, and she like went after Logan and yeah. did not because they they needed information from Logan to which he could only get information from. His ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's see, what else? Kim Bauer returns for season seven. Kim Bauer returns in the end, and actually, um, Tony gets Jack. Um, he like has a guy tailing Kim to like make sure she's killed. staying safe, right? Yeah, because he needs Jack because Jack gets uh, that virus in him, and the only and the only bit left is in Jack Bauer, so they need Jack's. Yeah, that is the over... That's where the real, the real silliness kind of comes, where Jack is kind of... Yeah. He becomes... He gets put on the deathbed, essentially. He's about to die because he's mm-hmm. got this thing in him, and that's where Kim actually comes in handy by the end, where, of course, they have a you know a very strange relationship. And by the end of this season, when Jack's... You know, he's on, he's on death's door... Kim's like, you know what? Let's uh, let's do this uh, secret stem cell project to uh, make my make my daddy all right, and that's that's where uh, that's where we leave things off. We leave with Kim at, at Jack's side in the hospital, like hoping that that he yeah. lives, which of course he does because we have a whole another season to talk about. 
It was it was some of Kim's best moments since like probably season one even. Yeah, which again comes down to how they implement her into the season and not yeah. Alicia Cuthbert's. Like she had some action bits, and I was really you know I wasn't they weren't funny, goofy or anything. They were solid. All right, so let's uh, how long? How many times have you watched season seven? By the way, one time okay. when it aired. Ditto. All right, so let's move on. Though. Let's get over to season eight, the uh, pres- presumed final season until this new season came about. Um, this is the season where Jack is in New York, of course. And uh, so where are we now with Jack Bauer? We're, this is 18 months after season seven, which makes Jack Bauer, I guess, like 90 something years old. It's kind of uh, it's kind of ridiculous how like how much time has passed in the series of 24. Like I said, they they play by their own rules. Yeah. With uh, that. A lot of months passing in between these seasons of 24. But now, so yeah, so Jack's, Jack's in New York. Why is he in New York? What's going on? What is he doing? Is he even working at this point? Um, is he working? I don't think he is. I, he's, what <laughs> I, is he I, doing? It's not like a chump. I'm like, what's he doing? I know where this story goes, but to start out... Because um, I remember he's like, he's like, like Kim like, has a daughter now, so he's like a grandfather, I guess, right? Yeah, and he's, he's, he's kind of okay. hanging out with them for the most part. He's supposed to move back to L.A. Like yeah, he's yeah, supposed yeah. To gets a later flight to L.A. and uh, he's dropping Kim off. And Kim, you know, he's a Grandpa Jack now. Yep. And he's uh, ninety years old. It makes sense. He's ninety years old. And then he, this was the first time they didn't do the two night four hour premiere. They they also they only did two night three hour premiere. Okay. Sunday night was two Huge hours change. and Monday night was one. All right. So uh, obviously. American Idol was really important that season or something. It's something. Um, or Bones was starting. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, so, I know that it, it kind of plays like, um, the first two hours kind of plays like 16 blocks with Jack Bauer. Yeah. Because he's got that guy. Um, there's like an assassination attempt uh, that's going to happen on... Uh, President Omar Hassan, Pres- played by Anil Kapoor. Anil Kapoor. Uh, his- Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire was hot at the time, so they snagged him. Yeah, 24 is um, really good at snagging the popular Middle Eastern actors from movies that came out of the previous year. <laughs> yeah, struggling with the beginning of the season. I try to remember what Jack was doing. That's the only thing I have to say. Did someone to... come after him in his apartment? Probably. <laughs> and he winds up, yeah, he winds up taking this guy. He has to get him from point A to point B. And, of course, it's not easy, and he's having to take back alleys, which made me feel like it felt like 16 blocks. With Jack Bauer. I remember Blocks he... is a Bruce Willis film directed by Richard Dunn. I know a lot of people not even because that's not a, that's not a hugely <laughs> popular movie. <laughs> it is with me, and I believe I've mentioned it multiple times so these, uh, between this and Out Now. It's like saying The but... Gauntlet, which was with Clint Eastwood, where he's taking somebody from point A to point B. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's a, it's a movie where Bruce Willis has to take most deaf to the courthouse. How many blocks? On, by foot. Um, Fifteen and a half. Okay. Um by foot while well, these he's a most of us a witness that will um put a bunch of crooked cops away we'll put this in the show notes this week 24 the jack and Bauer, the jack and chloe adventure cast recommends <laughs> um 16 richard blocks. donner's 16 blocks um and all the corrupt cops are chasing after them as they're trying to get to the courthouse and bruce willis is trying to keep most stuff alive you know, he's, he's a, i remember he got like a fire axe and somebody with it too yeah classic jack the classic jack <laughs> but this one basically it, it, it there's an assassination it's a, there's like a peace treaty or an arms deal between president taylor and omar hassan 
there's uh, there's uh, his country is it or there's a terrorist organization in his country says they're gonna let off a dirty bomb if they don't turn him over so they can kill him. I believe that's the, the main basis for season eight. Yeah, which uh, gets like this this season. I think I thought it was a step down from season seven. We'll, it was, we'll it was, it. it was a step down, and it, it almost kind of got. It was, it was almost snoozer level for twenty four. But it had like some great moments in it. Like it, it just, it, it had one of the best episodes of the entire series too. Is that the Which, one where he's dead, where the president's dead? Yes, when where the he, Omar Hassan yes. is dead because they that play reminded with, me of like twenty four in its prime at its best. Because they play with the time on that one. That's one, and they, yeah. they, that's one. Of the, that's one of the first ones where they use the split screen to actually fool the audience, where it becomes an unreliable narrator. Where yes. you have Jack Bauer and I believe Renee. We'll get. Let's get to. We'll get to Renee in a second. What she's doing in this season. But you have Jack Bauer and Renee. Like they're racing to try and stop the assassination, only to realize that the because like they're broadcasting live the fact that they're going to kill the president. Yes. And they once they arrive on the scene, they realize that the tape that's being played has already been recorded, and they get there after the fact, and it's just real downer-ending for that episode. Yeah, it's, it's a fun adventure episode, and um, Kapoor is hilarious, and, like, he's terrific in it, and then it's just, it's such a gut punch at the end. Yeah, because he's the an honest, he's, like a, he's a good guy. Like, he's a good he's a good president, he's trying to do the right thing, it just doesn't happen. And I was, I was so happy after that episode, I mean, not that he got killed or anything, but I was like, 24 was at least 24 at its best again one last time in his final season. They pulled a solid bait and switch. Yeah, that that episode was better than any episode in season seven, and uh, season seven's a way better season than this. But this season eight has that that has this episode over it. Now, but, uh, yeah. Now moving back 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 a track. Um, so I don't think Bauer's not working with CT. He's not working for CT, but he's working with them, right? Because that's how Chloe gets involved, of course. Yeah, it's a fresh new CTU. Like they're that's they're trying right, to yeah. start it over again. And, um, with no moles, <laughs> it does not, which doesn't work. <laughs> no, um, which employs Freddie Prince Jr., which you and I had discussed as a good casting decision, and he was pretty solid throughout yeah, the season. I, yeah, we, I, I was quite the fan of what Freddie Prince Jr. had to offer to the season of 24. Um, Across from him was another good ca- uh, cast decision I liked, but it failed miserably with Katie Sackhoff, who just, her storyline stunk and just wasn't didn't bring much extra to the table. Yeah, was, Katie Sackhoff's storyline involved like like ex boyfriends and nonsense like this, and then it all wrapped around with her being a mole eventually. The and obvious just, mole. Yeah, and it just didn't it just did nothing to help the season out. Yeah, it was just they got they did get rid of her like when they it seemed like they figured out she wasn't working out, so they did get rid of her kind of early on, but they brought her back later. Yeah, but then Jack shot her in the head. Yeah. So. And yeah, uh, probably my least favorite head of CTU of all time was Bubba. Bubba, yeah, he's Kelsey just, Willingson, who's like he's, great he's actor, a, but he's yeah, he's just, a good, great actor. He was terrible in Twenty Four. He didn't help things. He felt more like uh, a hindrance to the show. Than, yeah, he's just man, what's going on? Man, it's the kind of thing that just has people. It has him in a position where he's just required to be kind of a naysayer and a negative person throughout until he gets. It's almost a parody of CTU. Yeah. <laughs> Which eventually leads to him being taken off the, the CTU as director and puts Chloe into the position of CTU director. Yes. Which is, which is awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Long great. time coming. Yeah. Moving back a bit, though, once Jack is with, working with CTU, he uh, he, uh, he gets the help with Renee. Renee comes back, but she has been, like, like just she's dark Renee now in this yeah. season of 24. <laughs> she, she's gone to the darkest timeline. Yeah, she's, she's done all the, all the bad things. 
that 24 has to offer like times 10 where she's like tortured many she's gone undercover she's probably done she probably got addicted to all kinds of drugs and whatnot and so when jack teams back up with her she does some heinous stuff such as like cut a guy's thumb off and yeah. But Jack and Jack and her have been in contact with each other between these seasons too, right? We've established that. I believe or that, that is they the case. were they yeah. were, and, and then, then she went off the grid point. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and she is just crazy down. She is she is Jack without a conscience, pretty much. Yeah, she's like she's yeah she's the she's that the most vicious type of side of Jack Bauer without any of the rest of it going to to level him out. Right, pretty much. Which does uh, kind of it's. Somewhat of a, in, in the, as much as it can be in a season of 24, it's somewhat of a redemption arc for her throughout the season as it kind of, we pull her back further and further from that dark place to a more adjusted human being. Uh, and in which, true 24 fashion, she's rewarded with a bullet. Yep. After Jack and her kind of mix it up together in the, <laughs> in the bedroom, uh, it of course leads to her untimely death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, so, like, which, yeah, go. I was just saying, before we get towards the end arc, I mean, is there really a lot of interesting stuff going on this season? In I mean, in between this. It's just kind of there. Like, I, I want to say running in place, but I've seen 24 run in place far more interesting than this season. There's a lot of things going on with Hassan's daughter. Mm -hmm. That's just, ugh, the actress is terrible. Um, Charles Logan comes back. Charles Logan comes back in that, that towards the end. Um because he wants to uh, help get revenge on Bauer. Yep. Because yeah, um, and then he he tries to off himself and can't even do that right. Yeah, well he's he's a he's a big screw yeah. up. That, that's what we learned from him throughout the season of the series of twenty four. Yeah, and did they they really? I don't think they decided it was the final. It was always it kind of assumed it was the final season when this went, but they really didn't make their mind up until there was like. Eight episodes left. That's, I mean, that's that was the impression that I had. Where it's, it was, it was a season that was likely going to be the last with a follow up, yes. with a movie as a follow up. That's yeah. It was kind of a silent thing that they never really announced till the end. But you know, you kind of felt like, okay, this is, you know, this is gonna be, and then they just, you know, up and decided with like six or eight episodes left that hey, this is the final season. You know who was in this season? I just remembered Michael Madsen. Oh my gosh, that's right. He wasn't in CTU, right? He was like a what was he doing? He was like an old. He helped Jack get some guns and stuff. That's right. He was like a he was like a like a like a side Jack's old guy. buddy. Yeah, one of those yeah. guys. That he did not. He was a completely off the grid person. That like yeah, Jack did not like. He didn't want not want Jack getting him. There's a lot of random ones. Like Eric Lasalle comes in for a couple episodes. Uh, DB uh, DB Sweeney jumps in. Stephen Root jumps Sweeney, in. DB Sweeney, that's yeah. right. Stephen Root jumps in for a couple episodes. Oh wow. Jürgen Prochnow, Das Boots Jürgen Prochnow is here oh. for a little bit, too. He's like one of the... He was like destined to be on 24. Yeah. <laughs> yes, easily. <laughs> yeah. He was surprised that it took to season 8. I mean, that's the problem with season 8. Like, it just, like, it has its moments, but it's just kind of spinning its wheels. It's, even... It started out really solid. And another thing that bugged me, uh, season 7 made use of DC. I felt like it felt like, a, even if it wasn't yeah. shot entirely in DC, which I'm sure it wasn't, it felt like they were making good use of that location. Yeah. The New York location did not work for the show. It didn't no. It didn't add to it. It didn't really feel like 24 was really expanding its boundaries or in any way. It just felt like it was, it had a, it, it, it said it was in New York, but it just felt like 24 in the same kind of whatever location. Yeah. Oh, we had Jennifer Westfeld. Yes. In the season, and she was having an affair 
with Omar Hassan. Mrs. But not officially Mrs. John Hamm. <laughs> Jennifer Westfeld. <laughs> yes. So she was a cool casting addition. I was she really was, yeah. I remember, I remember her quite a bit. Yeah, it's just the season's kind of, it's kind of blah. Yeah, and you can see why the show just didn't really pick up after that for a time. It ends kind of strong, where Jack Bauer basically gets oh. revenge. Well, he gets he gets revenge. Uh, yeah, actually, when I say that, when I think about it, not really. <laughs> but Jack kind of, after Renee gets killed, he goes on this kind of revenge mission mm-hmm. to take yeah. out everybody that was involved with all this everything, and which leads to him eventually having to make a decision of either I kill myself, or which he die, tries, does try to do, uh, or well, he, I uh, yeah. Yeah, he goes after, like he he goes after everybody possibly responsible for Renee's death, and then he winds up getting picked up by uh, a couple guys hired by was they hired by Logan? Yes. To to kill him, they take him into a back alley, and for some reason, every twenty four fan, hardcore twenty four fan, not myself, but there's this like this desire to see Jack Bauer killed to end it all. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, I remember that was like a big. I don't know why. That it was, was like it was much like Dark Knight Rises, where he's like, going to kill Batman. Batman better die. Like that kind of. Yeah. Like this is the closure we need. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So it it was toying with that, but um, a drone ends up saving him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and he gets to say his goodbye to Chloe and the president and mainly and he, Chloe. Like they're all they're both teary eyed. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh, he takes off and it. Ends like season four, because and you know there's that promise of this movie that never happened, which you should never you should just end your show and not leave it in the air like that. But it all worked out because we do have a new season of Twenty Four. We do, yes. <laughs> which, frankly, I'm very excited for. Like, there's, I, we've talked about this plenty already, but I could, I am very happy to welcome back Jack Bauer. In, I am too. And what is hopefully a very tightly constructed season. Yeah, it'd be even yeah, it would be even more tighter now with the twelve episode format. You know, in between this, there were some crazy things. Like uh, the movie was actually going to happen, and then Touch got renewed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that screwed uh, Kiefer's schedule up. And then there was that rumor. Do you remember the rumor of the Die Hard twenty four seven, where they were going to pair Jack Bauer and um, John McClane? I remember that for half a minute being like a thing that was in the news. But then it wound up being that that was just one of the Die Hard titles that they've had for years. Yeah. And was a possibility for a good day to Die Hard. I'm glad that and there's it just had like a, nothing I, to do with tw- 24. I'm glad there's just like a handbag full of terrible Die Hard sequel titles. Like I'm glad that exists somewhere apparently. <laughs> I'm telling you, only the good Die Hard. That should be. Only the good Die Hard. <laughs> die Hard Disco is a 70s prequel. Um. <laughs> Uh, so I assume you've only seen this season once as well, right? Yeah, I saw this one aired, and I wasn't like, I didn't get that angry about the ending, as a lot, you know. Some I wasn't were. really at all. I mean, in terms of, in terms of watching it, I didn't be like, oh, that sucked. I was just like, all right, that was a little sad. Like, Chloe I was glad Jack again. didn't die. Because oh yeah, for sure, Jack can't die. It was it was a bit weak, but I mean, it was a show that ran for eight seasons. For sure, so it, it did feel like it was just hitting can't... a lot of the same points again and again. Had 24 ended around like season six, they might have had a more epic feeling of an ending. But it was it was season eight. It definitely felt like the show was you know run its course by the end, and you know it had one last strive at being good to prove it was still good after season six was season seven. Season eight was just you know an epilogue encore 
to that, which just was t- it just said it was time to go. <laughs> yeah, I probably I probably put I put this one lower. Uh, yeah, this one's probably there with season six. Yeah, it's in me. that range of kind of not a great season, but it, I mean it, it does again. It has it has some great moments, and I and, and, the, and like Cherry Jones comes back and she's very good again as the president. Mm-hmm. And um, I was very happy that Twenty Four was the show that could prove that Freddie Prince Jr. could be a, so- a solid supporting actor and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and doesn't really still get that. Either. I thought it'd be a, a, a jumping off point for him. Like, yeah, that. it really didn't go anywhere for him. I mean, Mm-mm. well, it probably didn't help that the season was pretty weak and the ratings were starting to go. I mean, they were for twenty four. They were down. Yeah, they big. were down for twenty four ratings. Yeah, like we were talking last week, how they were like what it was like twelve, thirteen million. This is these ones are yeah. in the the eights, sevens for some. And I'm sure Freddie Prince Jr. has like beautiful children with. Sarah Michelle Gellar, so no harm, no foul for him. Yep, no, he's uh, yeah. Um, so that's still still together. Isn't that nice, right? Mm-hmm. So many marriages fall apart, and they're still together. They got two kids. But, uh, two kids. They get steady work now. I think they they both kind of work when they want to. I mean, it seems that way. Yeah. And all they've that, done they've done the, movies together, and they're yeah. still together. All so. that all that I still know what you did last money summer money is really paying off. I think that's the the big takeaway. That and the, the um, summer catch money. <laughs> summer catch money. Um, uh, I have some stat stuff that I wanted to put out there. Last last week we talked about the fun topic that was torture, so I figured I'd lighten it up with some just random facts, um, such as on-screen kills by Jack Bauer. Um, oh, this you, should be good. If you had to guess, how many people do you think Jack had killed throughout the entire run of 24? Uh, yeah, it's a re- including like bombs, stuff like that. Uh, uh well, including like people, people that Jack is like that he's ki- that he's killed. There's video evidence of it that like he shot most likely, but or you know occasional grenades or whatnot. But uh, it's a reasonable can, number. So you're, can, I get, can I give just a range? You get a range. It's 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 below. No, no, I, no I'll give you a range. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna say it's between like four hundred and five hundred. Yeah, you're not terrible by that. I mean, it's 270. That's the that's oh, the 270. Wow. Okay, that's much lower than that. I can give you some numbers too. In season one, he kills he kills about 10 people. Uh, okay. Season two, 30, big increase there. Season three, 14. Season four, 43. Season five, 39. Season six, his his biggest one, 51, which makes sense to me. There was a lot of a lot of gunplay in season six. Season six was uh, his uh, Friday the 13th, the new beginning. That was. Yeah, Redemption. He kills fifteen people, which is a that's an amazing per average. When you think about the yeah, two-hour that's... movie versus the entire season of twenty-four. Um, season seven is thirty. Season eight is thirty-eight. Yeah. Is there is there a per hour killing? Now that you said I, that? I, I I imagine there probably is. I think there's also like a damn it's per kills meter or something like that as well that I don't have in front of me at this time. But <laughs> it uh. So yeah, Jack Bauer. He certainly certainly killed a lot of them. That's for sure. Yeah, of these deaths, 213 were direct results of gunshot wounds. Here we go. Jack killed an average 1.4 people per hour over the whole run of the show, or one person every 43 minutes. Wow. Let's see. Jack killed the most people in a single episode on day six, so season six, from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., 13, which is more than all of season one. Um, let's see. What else? How many good guys did he kill? Uh, that's what I'm looking for. And killed Ryan Chappelle. And Ryan Chappelle is the only person that did, killed by Jack to receive a silent clock. Um, day one's the only one where Jack snaps somebody's neck. Um, That's not true. He, he snapped um, Julian Sands' neck in season five in the submarine. 
Are they talking with his hands? Because he snapped him with his he snapped his neck with his feet. Oh wait, no, no, I said it wrong. Day one is the only day where Jack does not kill someone by breaking their neck. Oh, <laughs> it makes way more sense to me. <laughs> uh, only four of Jack's on-screen kills have been women: Nina, Nicole, Dana Walsh, and a Russian operative. So yeah, there you go. There's, there's some stats for you. Got some Chloe stats here too. Uh, actually, not really stats, but one thing. Uh, there's a thing called Project Chloe, which is a Department of Homeland Security surveillance technology development program aimed at protecting airliners from terrorist attacks, which was named after Chloe O'Brien because 24 is former Homeland Security Secretary uh, Michael Chertoff's favorite show. Interesting. The legacy. Right? Project Chloe. And, uh, yeah, I don't have much else to offer for now. I think uh, we're just kind of building into the next season, which should be quite exciting. There is coming very soon. <laughs> I'm really excited. I know. It's pretty awesome. So with all that said, I guess um, never got Maxwell on this episode, which is unfortunate. I would have liked to hear his opinions on these last uh, few seasons. But he'll be back. He'll be back next week when uh, we get to the the, the two-hour the, the, uh, two premiere of 24 Live Another Day. Jack is back. Jack is back. Hashtag that. Um, so with that said, we are now nearing the end of our transmission for this week. Feel free to email us or follow us on Twitter or follow us on Facebook. All the same place, jcadventurecast at gmail, at twitter, at jcadventurecast on twitter, and facebook.com slash jcadventurecast. Also, you can feel free to leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Let us know your thoughts on 24. Just, you know, that, that it's like a voicemail service that, you know, you get a little message that tells you which show do you want to talk about. Make sure you're talking about 24, the Jack and Chloe AdventureCast, and then feel free to leave us a message. Maybe we'll, it's a question or something we can answer on the show or play it back, whatever. And um, hopefully we'll get our separate iTunes feed soon enough. And you can also, you know, be lovely to get iTunes reviews and ratings once we get that feed. But uh, we'll see about that. Hopefully, hopefully it should come before the uh, new season actually starts. But for now, you can find it on the HHW LED Master Feed. Uh, Brandon, where can people find more of your work? Oh, you can find more of my work at my blog, Naptown Nerd, which is naptownnerd.blogspot.com, and Why So Blue, um, which is. Huh, Get this, whysoblue.com. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, um, I've probably written some stuff. But uh, And you can follow me on Twitter, at BTPeters. And I also write for Why So Blue. You can also check out Irish, my other podcast, Out Now, There and Today, which talks about movies uh, on a weekly basis. And, of course, I'm on Twitter, at ps 4 You can listen to this show, 24 The Jack and Chloe Adventure. Your cast and the other shows on the HHW LOD network, HHWLOD.com, that has our show there. Well, other shows like Out Now, as well as Walking Dead TV podcast, another fun show, the Icapod Crane cast, which Brandon Maxwell and myself also host. It's a host. great show. It's a great one. I've heard about that. And um, yeah, so that's gonna it's gonna do it. So until next time, here is a fun fact about Jack. Jack Bauer doesn't have a refresh button on his web browser. All events take place in real time. So there you go. Boom. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Good night. Good night.